HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com, bringing you the freshest radio in Brooklyn since 2009. Hear directly from chefs to farmers, artists to architects, authors to brewers, and everyone in between. Check out all of our shows on our website or by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes store. On behalf of everybody at HeritageRadioNetwork.com, we'd like to send a special thank you to the Hearst Ranch, our biggest supporter and longest-running sponsor since we first started in 2009. Hearst Ranch is the nation's largest single-source supplier of free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. Since 1865, the Hearst family has raised cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands of the Central California coast. The result is beef with extraordinary flavor that's as memorable and natural as the surrounding landscape. For more information, visit www.hearstranch.com. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. Too bad for radio and too good looking for television. And now, here they are, to pluck the low-hanging fruit of the literati, your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. All right, we're back. Hello. Hey, Judy. How's it going? I am lucky again today to be surrounded by astonishingly brilliant uh, women. I'm Mike Edison. This is the Mike and Judy Show, but no, none more brilliant than my co-hostess with the mostest, the woman who is too hot for television, Judy McGuire. Good afternoon, everyone. And today, you know, this is a food network. The Heritage uh, Radio Network is a, largely a food-based uh, programming venue. And today we actually have a guest to talk about food, aside from all the punk rockers and perverts that we usually get on the show. Fine. Well, actually, both our guests have food-related uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I imagine we'll be getting to the uh, placenta smoothie before too long. Um, placenta first, lasagna, so. placenta casserole. Oy vey. <laughs> um, but first, uh, we have our first guest is 
Natalie Slater, our good friend from BaconDestroy.net, who uh, is here to talk about Sugar Slam 2011. I'm glad to say that I'm one of the uh, judges of this um, great uh, wrestling-themed bake-off, along with WWE superstars CM Punk, the most controversial man in wrestling today, and the Glamazon Beth Phoenix. Hey, Natalie, you're there? I'm here. Awesome. Why don't you tell us what's going on with Sugar Slam 2011? Um, well, things are wrapping up. Tomorrow's the last day I'm accepting entries, um, so I've been furiously working to try to get all of those loaded into a gallery for you celebrity judges to take a look at. Oh my God! I looked. I looked at the uh, the gallery of entries, and they're mind boggling. I mean, oh, the- I know. I know. I'm so proud of everyone. There's 68 right now, and they're all bonkers. Can you tell us a little bit about some of them? I mean, the Gorilla Monsoon banana cake to me seemed like oh a for someone for one big prize. <laughs> I know. She actually, the girl who made that, hand poured um, sugar lenses for his glasses. Wow! Yeah, it's out of control. But there's um, superstar Billy Graham cracker crusted tie dye pie. That was crazy looking. (laughs) Tie dye pie. My favorite. And do you trip if you eat the tie dye pie? (laughs) The Lord would not approve. No. Oh, yeah. So we've got um, George the Animal Steel Hairy Back Cupcake. That's another appetizing <laughs> entry. Um, Which was the bloody one with the uh, folding chair? Oh, the Ric Flair Cupcake, I believe? Yes. Oh, right, right. And right. Look, look of course, some... representing his um, blonde mane full of blood, as we've so often it, seen him. It looks like something like a Rauschenberg construction. Yeah, that was, that was a little unappetizing. <laughs> so, so, Natalie, why don't you tell us a little bit about Bacon Destroy and the rules of Sugar Slams? Anybody can get in under the wire. Okay, sure. Um, well, Bacon Destroy is a little project I started about uh, five years ago. Um, just kind of, it's funny, it's actually a good sort of tie-in with the other guests you guys have today. It's when I first became a mom and therefore became incredibly boring and lame. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was stuck at home all the time, and I used to work in a bakery, so that's kind of what I would default to when I wasn't doing anything else. I would try to bake something new. So I started Bake and Destroy as a way to kind of keep in touch with the people who didn't care what was going on with my baby, <laughs> which is everyone pretty much. And, uh, <laughs> and so since then, it's just been a place where I post new recipes and interviews different pastry chefs and um, do fun stuff like Sugar Slam. Uh, So Sugar Slam, I started in 2008, kind of just fooling around and talking with CM Punk about um, different desserts. He he hates frosting, so this is a fight that we've had going on for. Who hates the, frosting? Yeah, right. That's well, crazy. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, CM Punk. For those of you who don't know, uh, former World Wrestling Federation, World Wrestling uh, Enterprises uh, champion, uh, is the most controversial man in wrestling today. I can't believe how lucky you are to have him as a judge in this contest. And you guys have been friends for a long time, right? We've been friends for a long time. Yeah, and uh, so. You know, I've been, I, for every birthday I ever baked for him, all he ever wanted was an angel food cake with fruit. Um, oh. Because now, I know. Now it, I needs, know. now it needs to be said that um, he's, a, he's a straight edge wrestler, CM Punk, yes. for those who aren't tuned in. Um, no drinking, no smoking, no drug taking for And no frosting. CM Punk. And no, no frosting. frosting either, I know. So I think we were just kind of maybe making some threats to each other about, you know, like. 
I can't believe you don't like frosting. I should, like, clothesline you. And that's where Sugar Slam <laughs> kind of came from. Um, so the first one was just kind of spur of the moment. Um, I didn't really give people much time, and I got a, a good handful of funny entries. And, of course, being a heel, um, Punk chose the entry dedicated to him. <laughs> so our, our winner made a, a Pepsi cupcake and with no frosting. Um, so... <laughs> So then I kind of let it go for a couple of years, but I've just been getting so many requests, especially, you know, lately with Punk kind of stirring up more and more and more dirt in the WWE that this seemed like a good time to do it. Now, for those of you who have not been following uh, Raw, WWE Raw, CM Punk, his last week working for the company is going to be next week. Right. Uh, but he's threatening to win the championship match that he has scheduled the day before he leaves. Is that right? Or, or, uh, That's right. I guess before TV and take the belt with him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's he's a hero to all of us here at uh, the Mike and Judy Show, Heritage Radio. That's right, Judy. He is okay. Get on get on board or get run over. Hey, Natalie, stick around. We're going to talk to our friend uh, B, the mysterious woman from Shut the Fuck Up, Parents. And uh, I think you should stick around. And talk to us a little bit about um, Great. mommies who overshare. Oh boy, <laughs> Judy, why don't you tell us a little about about this mysterious woman who's sitting here in the studio with us? B is the founder and and writer at uh, Shut the Fuck. Well, it's stfuparentsblog.com. Shut the fuck up, parents. You know, <laughs> blog. Somebody's squatting. Shut the fuck up, parents.com. So hopefully they'll give it up in a little while. Fuck those internet squatters. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> uh, Shut the fuck up, parents is a submission-based public service blog that mocks parent parental overshare on uh, social networking sites. Like you know, your friends who photograph their children's poops and put it up as their Facebook status update mm. or talk about the enema mm. they had during labor God. or the episiotomy <sighs> or the placenta, <sighs> you know, <laughs> the placenta right, casserole they made yeah. afterwards. Anyway, she is the author and creator of this blog. She's a 29-year-old lady who lives in Brooklyn with her boyfriend and no children. Hmm. Just two, just two little cats <laughs> named Agnes and Duke. Um, she doesn't have kids, but she actually does hope to one day although I think after another year of doing this blog she won't um, she also writes mommy-ish she writes a column for mommy-ish the blog mommy-ish and is a contributor to Hairpin and she has also contributed a really valuable word to the English language called mommy jacking um, B, do you want to explain what mommy jacking is? Uh, mommy jacking is when you oh Pardon me. Mommy jacking is when someone hijacks your status update. So if you say something, it could be uh, completely unrelated or it could be tangentially related. So if you say something like, you know, I'm having the best corn soup right now, then someone will say, oh, my God, my you should have seen my kid's diaper after I fed him corn yesterday <laughs> or something like that. And I found that it's the most popular category on the site because so many people get mommy jacked all the time. And it's so shocking. Like, I remember one entry was something like, you know, a year ago today, my best friend died. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what did the mommy say? The mommy jack say? Like, I can't even remember. There have been several of those, though, that are just it, super morbid. It, it's unconscionable. My favorite one of the mommy jacking was someone uh, off, you know, offering um, blessings to veterans who had stormed the beach at Normandy, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and we got mommy jacks like, "You should have seen my boy at the beach yesterday." <laughs> <laughs> Same yeah. thing. Okay, yeah, so, the one, uh, so the basic the question is, what the fuck is wrong with these people? It's hard to say. I, some some people I think were born this way. You know, like maybe they didn't necessarily always overshare, but they were always interested in 
talking about things that nobody really cared about for a long time and then they had kids and they just decided that everyone needed to know everything about their kids. Other people I think that they have kids and they didn't realize until they had kids the joy and the miracle and all of that and so they just get completely overwhelmed and they start sharing everything. Natalie, I think you mentioned you you learned quickly to keep this impulse in check. <laughs> How did you know not to just share 24-7 about your little dumpling? Natalie? Okay. I guess she's not here. <laughs> okay. But that was nice of her to say that, though. It sounded... Uh Natalie's got an adorable little boy and um, she does share but all I see is pictures of him rocking out and having yeah, fun she, it sounds like she keeps it, him in check yeah well it doesn't seem like she's splattering it all over Facebook right um, where I need to be like reading um, his fecal matter as if they were tea leaves <laughs> right and like do, do you really need to share with your friends that you had to reach up your son's rectum to help him poop with your pinky and then add the words let the poop flow <laughs> this, this is just yuck you know I mean what this instinct of oversharing. I mean, it's just like it's like toxic narcissism is what I call it. it. Well, that's a very good term. Yeah, I'm gonna have to start using that. It's like period updates to the nth degree. You oh, know, like the, like the labor photographs. Horrible. Absolutely I mean, horrible. I, I mean, yeah, what's the old school uh, um, equivalent of this? I guess is maybe someone who like that old uh, gag where someone would open up their wallet and all the pictures would come tumbling out. But still, it's much worse than that, though. It's like. Take those pictures and then pretend that they're all of diarrhea, you know. <laughs> Instead of like a school picture, it's a picture of you know your kid with a snot bubble. Do you think? Do you feel like your gag re- reflex has gotten stronger or weaker <laughs> since you started? I, honestly, I have recently had to stop eating while going through submissions because yeah. it's getting worse. Yeah, I've had to stop eating while reading the blogs. Well, not so much reading the blog as looking at the pictures. Yeah. And what is up with the dads? who always seem to be posting pictures of their children's giant balls. Dads love to talk about their kids' giant balls. They absolutely love it. There's one guy who posted a picture, and he he added the caption, his mother says it looks like a butterfly. And I was like, (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about? You know, it's just, I don't understand... Natalie, you're back on the line, right? Yes. There's, yes. there's a. I, I was saying um, the other day. I, I said something on Twitter about how I think if there's a, a summer trend right now, it's got to be baby boy erections. Oh, because, oh. <laughs> Natalie, oh, tell oh. me you never did that to your son. You never. Uh, I would never. I mean, just for the simple fact that there's too many weirdos out there. Yeah, really. I would never. Those are those are things that we laugh about in private. Of course. <laughs> and every parent does. You know, every parent talks about those things and the color of their kid's poop, but that's just yeah. because you do that at home. Yeah. I mean, and I think my parents had one, one or two naked bathtub pictures of all of us, of each right. of us, and if they were put on the internet, I think I would have killed myself. <laughs> like, at like age 12, discovering those when you're embarrassed about everything or should be. So Natalie, honestly, never guilty of oversharing? Oh, I, yeah, I know. I I was actually looking through this site kind of panicked. Um, right before this, I was I've heard like, that oh my, I know I'm on here. I know I'm on here, but... Um, I mean, you know, sometimes you, you I, I don't have anything else going on. I mean, they really do just make you lame. So <laughs> I don't think that's true. You have a lot going on. You sound very cool. You know, I know. I mean, I know better because I, I see those things. I have, I have lots of mommy friends, and, and I know what people don't want to hear about. So <laughs> I try to keep it to myself. As you're a baker and a cook, when you, when you did have your child, how did you dispose of your placenta? <laughs> <laughs> did you, look you know at what? It? We were so bad in the 
labor room. Like, my husband wouldn't look at anything or touch anything. <laughs> he was shoved up against the wall the whole time. And I wouldn't look. And I, I just was like, just get it out. Clean it off. Please, just do what you need to do. I just want to go back to what I was doing before this happened. <laughs> so there was no, like, cupcakes. Oh, no, 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 no red velvet. Ugh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Judy's no. just dying to turn this conversation over to the placenta smoothie, but I'll tell you I what, before we... I cannot get over that people eat their placenta. Okay, hold that yeah. thought, you guys, and your red velvet cake, and uh, while, while the boy here, who thought he was made of some pretty stern stuff, moans and groans and gets goes to get a nice stiff drink. Let's uh, take a quick break. Jack, you got some music for us today, especially for uh, Shut the Fuck Up Parents. Beat on the brat, beat on the brat with a baseball bat. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh ho. Beat on the brat, beat on the brat, beat on the brat with a baseball bat. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh ho. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh ho. Mike and uh, Judy show. Uh, Mike Edison with uh, my co-host Judy McGuire, and we're here in the studio here in Bushwick, Brooklyn, New York City, behind Roberto's on the Heritage Radio Network with the indefatigable B, the woman only known as B, who's responsible for the website Shut the Fuck Up Parents, and also joining us uh, live from Chicago, Illinois, is Natalie Slater of BaconDestroy.net, also a happy mommy. And um, speaking of baking and destroying and um, cooking, we left it off. You were talking about your favorite recipe for the placenta smoothie. Well, my uh, my Pilates instructor who lives in Thailand and will hopefully never hear this, um, put her, I thought like I would never have anything to contribute to Shut the Fuck Up Parents because most of my parent friends are normal. And she's normal. She's a lovely woman. But one day after her child was born, she put this picture up of this delicious looking mango something smoothie. And I looked closer and it was made from her placenta. And I was, I was really grossed out, but I was also so happy to have something to contribute. Um, <laughs> The second it came my way, I was like, this is going up tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it was, it was a beautifully shot photograph. Really gorgeous. And, uh, yeah, what I was saying earlier to Judy that's, that makes that placenta smoothie so special is that <laughs> all, the, all the ingredients are, like, you know, some green and uh, 
I, there, there was nothing at all that was orange or red about the ingredients. And then yeah. the smoothie itself was bright orange, which oh. basically... Natalie, <laughs> no, 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 you're a vegan, right? You're, uh... Uh, I'm vegetarian, but this is still repulsive. Oh, okay. But a... yeah, doesn't that so, she, this girl is a vegan. Doesn't this sort of make you not a vegan if you're eating meat from your own body? Uh, I, I guess maybe... Kind of borderline cannibalism. I, I think I haven't read the bylaws. That's what people say on the blog. It's it's a weird issue because a lot of the people who a lot of the mothers who do that, uh, which is supposed to offset postpartum, and some people dry it and encapsulate it and everything. Um, but the, but the, a lot of those women are very uh, crunchy. You know, yeah, like alternative lifestyle, and they're not they don't eat meat and whatnot. And so it's uh, it's interesting to me. What are some of the other things that people have made out of placenta? I got there was a submission. What is this, what is this obsession? I'm obsessed with it. People are eating what like is this a obsession? filtering. <laughs> organ from their body. It's like eating, like making tampon tea. It's People, disgusting. Tampon tea. People eat all sorts of weird things. Tampon tea, really? There was a post one time that I that I put up that was a woman who was kind of like, hmm, what do I want to make with my placenta? I've already made pizza, sushi rolls, eaten it raw, and she listed this whole list of and what, things. What, what are the health benefits of this? I mean, it's not really a health. And do you benefit. need to be dancing in like the flight of the full moon when you eat the placenta? Does that 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 could help? This all sounds like some like. Wiccan cult or something. No offense to the Wiccans in the, in the audience. There's, I just did a quick Etsy peek, and you can definitely get DIY placenta encapsulation kits. Yeah. Oh, wait, so you can also get placenta prints. <laughs> you freezer dry it, I think, right? You freeze dry it or whatever. Oh. You, you do something like you put it in the oven. At least that, I, like, you don't taste the texture, and like it's just in a gelatin right. capsule. You can even make a suppository. I'll, but. Tell you, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I find is the most offensive thing about I see on shut the fuck up parents, and that's the nanny culture, the extension of the nanny culture of these precious kids and protecting them, and, you know, and putting them in this bubble where they can, no dirt, no harm, no grime, no crime. Now look, when we grew up, all right, I, you know, I used to drive in the car, I didn't wear a seatbelt until I was like 18 years old. Right. Okay, driving around with my mother who would smoke at me, you know, in front of like, in front of like a sharp metal dashboard. Um, and you know, I turned out okay for the most part, if you, uh... <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my mom smoked, drank, um beat the crap out of me but like one of the one of the more offensive posts you've run recently is that 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 note that um the new parents sent out to all of their yes. alleged friends a lot of people were into that that was crazy it was basically like uh at the top she wrote as on her facebook note she said this is a note um just so everybody doesn't get hit like so, so it's not a surprise later or something like right. that. Just give, give me oh, the heads the, up. Yeah, oh, this, was, this, was the, this was the, in, the invite, non-invite. Yeah. To come to my house, look at my baby, and then do my dishes. Yes, it was like, <laughs> if, you, if you want to come over, you're welcome to come over if you give us, you know, like 40 days notice, and then you come over in a plastic, you know, hazmat suit, and then you do our dishes for us, and you basically wave at the baby from across the room, yeah. and don't smoke, and make sure you cover yourself in sanitizer, and, you know, it was just ridiculous. Like, you can't even have smoked in your life. If you wanted to come in their house, it was really, <laughs> it, it was rude. Honestly, I mean, it was it was crazy, but it was also just plain rude. And yeah, I would have bought that that kid like a, pe- a carton of Pall Malls for his birthday. Yeah, like, like what, is, what is the proper age to teach a child to smoke? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I had my first beer at my first communion. Well, actually, my father took a picture of me with um, a bottle of beer on my first birthday. Um, and it's, you babies know, love bottles of beer. Babies love bottles of beer. Uh, maybe, maybe you know, and these kind of habits Natural die hard, apparently. 
Um, I think that was the beginning of the end for my mother and my father right there. <laughs> Pretty much trace it right back to that bottle of beer on my first birthday. Well, so, speaking about um, eating and babies and not placenta, another thing that's really um, been a hot point is the idea of the... Uh, Babies in restaurants or bars. Yes. <laughs> well, and that, that that takes so many different directions because first there's the should a baby be in uh in a you know fancy restaurant or should the baby be in the bar at all? And the answer is no. Right. Well, and then there <laughs> takes it many steps further where some people say you know so what my baby you know pooped what am I supposed to do let him sit in it and the so they changing change on the all, table. Yes, which you told me you have seen before. I saw that recently at Five Leaves Restaurant in Greenpoint, Heath Ledger's place. Very very small tables, close together. Yes, we were outside, <laughs> but I really did not need to see you change your baby's diaper at the table right next to me and then carry your naked baby past my table into the bathroom. Like, can't you just... <laughs> and one woman said that she uh, accidentally somehow put a diaper on her baby backwards, and while they were in the restaurant, a piece of poop fell through the diaper, through the pant leg, on- onto the floor, and then she adds at the end, thankfully nobody noticed, and we got the hell out of there. So she just left the poop. She left a turd on the floor. <laughs> Surprise! Here's your tip. I'm feeling a lot better. <laughs> are you are you feeling like mother of the year now? I'm actually feeling pretty cool right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just want to say that I'm gonna say it now. I hate children with food allergies. Well, they're not as bad as uh, adults with food allergies. Okay, oh, true, true that. But I want to know when did kids become allergic to bread? Okay, when I was growing up, if you were allergic to bread. You'd have the shit beaten out of. That's it. a question for Natalie. I think Natalie, do you know much about that? Um, yeah, I've been too, actually really curious about that, too, because I, I had never heard of these, um, you know, gluten allergies and never known so many kids with peanut allergies in my, in my life. Yeah, and you can't I, even bring peanut butter into schools, some no. schools anymore. Yeah, it's a hugely, con- you know, it's, it's a big issue. Or guns. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Fucked up society. But yeah, Matt, well, now you do a lot of um, gluten-free cooking, right? And I noticed um, Judy was sort of rolling her eyes at one of the Bacon Destroy um, Sugar Slam entries, the vegan Roddy P- Piper cupcakes. That seems oh, anti, right. anti, you know... Anti-wrestling. Anti- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now I know there's a wrestler who doesn't like frosting, so my, my all my illusions about wrestling... Happen. Okay, okay, okay. Fro- frosting is gay. Frosting is delicious. delicious. <laughs> That's all it is. It's it, just delicious. Most baked goods are just a vehicle for the frosting. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> totally agree. Everything should have cookies should have frosting. Yeah. Everything should have frosting. Yes. Meat meat should have frosting on it. I love it. <laughs> Guacamole yeah. is nature's frosting. <laughs> I love that. I thought that was the placenta. <laughs> you oh. you really want to get back on the placenta. Do we need to talk about episiotomies now, Mike? I'm wondering what the fuck that is. It's when they it's when they cut open the woman's vulva to get that big head through. And, it's and then they stitch it up. Okay. And, 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 and somebody, you know, like a hired birth photographer takes a nice picture of it. and then they Oh, the hired birth photographer. Available for bar mitzvahs, weddings, and the crowning of your first child. Yes. <laughs> it's like that show on um, on Bravo, the, the maternity nanny person. I've maternity concierge. Yeah. Oh, right, right. The um, pregnant, Rose, pregnant in heels. Yes, Rosie Pope. Mm-hmm. She will. She will arrange for a, a makeup artist to be at your uh, <laughs> yes. labor and uh, delivery, so your photos will. You won't come out looking, you know, crappy like you've just pushed a bus through a pencil, yeah. a hole the size of a pencil lead. Yeah, and and who doesn't deserve to be pampered and uh, <laughs> and given a pedicure while in the delivery room, Wait, so, awaiting their push present. So, right. what, so what are some of the other, other things that are trending on Shut the Fuck Up? Parents right now. Uh, yesterday, I posted something about birthdays. Apparently, 
I understand, you know, that invitations are kind of, we're in this digital world now, so you might not want to send a paper invitation to your friends, but now a lot of parents are kind of taking that as an opportunity to post an invitation that's like, all 5,000 of my friends, <laughs> you're welcome to come to this party. We're going to provide water, and we're going to mm. provide, you know, like slices of watermelon, and then you can bring, and then they list a gift registry for their one-year-old. Who register? I mean, when you get married, you register for gifts. Like I saw this they, post. It almost incited me to violence. There's no, there's no question. I was going to go over to that person's house and beat the living crap out of them. The, the one woman actually called it uh, his wish list, and I was like... Kids don't wish for work <laughs> Okay, one-year-olds don't sit around thinking about work punches, barbecue stations, right. lawn chairs. One-year-olds can't talk, can they? You know, get, like get, no, not usually. You know, just put, put a little rum in the fucker's milk and let it go. Well, or just invite your friends over and have a couple beers and don't even mention presents, and they'll probably just bring one. You but know? it might not be the right yeah. present, exactly. And that's right. the, that's where you the whole thing comes in. Control over it, exactly. Okay, I have, a, I have a little game for you, for you, Natalie and B. Um, just a couple of questions about you know bad moments in parenting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who, who do you feel is the scarier mom? Courtney Love or Octomom? Hmm. Does Octomom oh. have eight arms like 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 the guy in the she Spider-Man She has 30 movie? children under oh, the I age see. of nine. Yeah, I keep seeing this Octomom thing and I haven't really connected with it. She has eight children, I'm guessing, or eight no, moms. She, she had eight children at one time. She oh, had oh. other children. She already too. had, what, three or four How children? Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say Octomom. I mean, Courtney Love it only has one to screw up. It's true. Right. just that's a good point. That might be the only point for me that differentiates them because Courtney Love has that whole like crazy mom thing where one minute she's like, I hate you, and the next minute she's like, please come back to me. And so that's, <laughs> that, that's a little freaky. That's a little damaging. Most inappropriate dad. Um, Michael Lohan, who's Lindsay's dad and is on this season of Celebrity Rehab, or Joe Simpson, Jessica's dad, who once said about her, Jessica never tries to be sexy. She just is sexy. If you put her in a T-shirt or you put her in a bustier, she's sexy in both. She's got those double Ds. Can't cover those suckers up. So, like, Lindsay's dad, who's driven her to drugs and drinking and stealing ugly jewelry, or Joe? Blame it on dad. Always blame it on dad. Always the father. Blame it on the father. That's a tough one, because I hate both of them so much. Yeah, I was going to say, I would vote to kill either. And you're always going to say they're both doing such a good job. It's really hard to discern. I think it's an unfair question. They'll probably end up having a radio show together. They probably will. (laughs) This is the postmodern world. Okay, worst child, Baruch Salt from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Christine Penmark from The Bad Seed? Ooh. I'm going to go, Veruca. Yeah, she... Because The Bad Seed, at least she was creative. You know, she was killing people, <laughs> but she was very creative about it. And stealth. For a while, until she got caught. Now, I guess the quest, next question is, of the Willy Wonka children, was any one of them worse than any of the others, or are they all equally bad? She's the worst. She was the worst. Do you think she's worse than, like, Mike TV? Just or, uh, or Or the little fat German boy whose name escapes me? The I kind of like the little up, fat German boy. He grew up to become Goldfinger, yeah. right? <laughs> I like the German. What, what about him do you, do you like? Augustus Glump, is that his name? Yeah. I, I just, like that he's fat. Yeah, yeah, I like that he's fat, and he reminded me of a kid I went to kindergarten with. Who's the only, my only memory of him was that he was German fat, and one day he fell off his chair and farted really loudly as he hit the ground. And like, how many years later, I remember that that's as awesome. clear as a bell. That's awesome. You, do you reenact that at home sometimes? Spiro does. <laughs> I'll push him off the chair. You got one more girl's duty? Or is that not the end of the... the I'm going to go home and reenact that tonight. That, that's it? That's it. Okay. Well, which, uh, which parents are worse? My parents are a pack of wolves. 
your parents. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what? This week, your parents win. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got to be careful. I mean, it's a nice Jewish tradition to use your parents as material in your comedy routine. But I swear to God. <laughs> they give sh- you rich material, With Mike. this shit on the internet, it's going to come and bite me in the ass one day. I'm sure of it. <laughs> All right. Once again, it's been the Mike and Judy Show. I'm Mike Edison with uh, Judy McGuire, the co-hostess with the mostest, and our guest B from Shut the Fuck Up Parents. That's S-T-F-U. Parentsblog.com. And the great Natalie Slater uh, from Chicago, bakeanddestroyed.net. Please visit her and get your uh, Sugar Slam entries in now. We'll see you guys next week. we got a special show about New York City. Thank Thanks you guys so very much. much. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening. Great sadness that we mourn the loss of Ray Dieter, owner of the DBA Bars and co-host of Beer Sessions Radio. Ray made this studio brighter every Tuesday at 5 p.m. with his larger-than-life personality, charm, wit, charisma, and expertise. We hope the archives of Ray on our station will serve as some kind of window into the life of a man who meant so much to those he knew and those he didn't know. And on behalf of everybody here at Heritage Radio Network, we thank you, Ray. Um, and they've been doing that for many, many years. And how do they get that that barrel of beer? Um, did you ever hear of a place called Beer Mountain? Where I have that? not, actually. Beer Mountain is a place that I climb every once in a while to find barrels of beer um, for my customers. I go up there. I wear big, heavy boots. I carry a sled with me because there's snow and ice. And, uh, <laughs> and I go to the top of the mountain, and I bring back barrels and bottles of beer for the people at my bars. And that's, that's where I got it from, Beer Mountain. You're awesome, Ray. It's better for growing things. There's just more rain and more, more regular temperatures, not as harsh a winter. Sure. So it just became more economically viable to grow it there. Can I just make a statement? I want to apologize to everybody that asked me why hops weren't grown in New York State because I've told everybody there was a hop blight. <laughs> <laughs> I just pulled that out of my ass. So why did you open a bar? 
bar in New Orleans? Well, <laughs> everybody asks that question. The basic reason I opened a bar in New Orleans, um, down there, um, the, a, a bit, well, obviously, it's a drinking town. There's a lot of drinking town. It's also a culinary town. They have some of the best restaurants in the country down there, and uh, people told us we were crazy, bringing a good beer, good whiskey, good drinking concept down to New Orleans, because all the people wanted was, you know, huge-ass buds. And that's all well and fine, and, and there's a lot of fun to be had on Bourbon Street, but there's a lot of shit going on down there away from Bourbon Street. And uh, we opened up DBA in 2000, and uh, we had a, a slow beginning because we had a, a pretty good list, and people were like kind of intimidated. But once the restaurant people, the, the, the chefs, the, the service people in the restaurant industry kind of got wind that we were down there, and we had a great beer selection, we... We got filled up pretty fast. I mean, it worked out real well. And we opened our second place called Mimi's down there. And another aspect about it is down there, you know, a bar owner is a respected member of the community. We, we pay our taxes, we, we employ people, and we're part of the whole trade industry down there, the whole um, tourist industry. In New York City, we're not treated quite the same. And you know that as well as I speak. We're kind of treated as... Uh, we're not a respected member of the business community as bar owners, necessarily. So you like New Orleans. I love New Orleans. Welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio. Ray Dieter, a.k.a. Bootsy Collins, was just on the air. Ray, what was it like in the old days? Did you have a band or something? Bootsy Collins, Ray Dieter, DBA. I, I, I play guitar a little bit, but uh, yeah, it was kind of boring. The beer business is a lot more fun, Jimmy. You're just too cool, man. I love you, man. <laughs> Ray, tell us a Tom Peters story. I know you've known him for years. You know, you know, I have known him for years, and all the stories that I have about Tom, I cannot tell you on the radio. How about a general <laughs> beer theme story, like okay, the I first you. time you met him? How about that? Okay. The first time I met Tom, he was running a bar in Philadelphia called... Um, Copa 2. Copa 2. Copa 2, right. And uh, he was... I went down there. DBA was... A brand new bar. We went down there, and uh, he was one of the most generous, wonderful guys. He's like, oh, DBA, I love you guys. Like, how did he hear about us? I have no idea. But he knew who we were, and he treated us like kings. And uh, free food, free drinks, so generous. And then I found out that he didn't own the place. <laughs> so it's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense now. Um, if anyone's offering a course like that, it's a scam. It's, it's <laughs> absolutely. I took a course at NYU about opening a bar, and it was just a fallacy. It was just ridiculous. They, they have no idea. Um, they have. It's, it's all about math, too. And the math they talk about is really fun, but it's really not pertinent to what you do on a day-to-day -day living. Um, yeah, we need beer. Can somebody right. open some beer? All right, I'm all over this. Give me a minute. Give me a My bottle. My glass is empty. <laughs> this is the first show. We haven't been drinking beer nonstop. Right. Hey, Ray, how are you? How was your weekend? Uh, you know, my New Year's was fine. Uh, I made a few bad choices, but you're supposed to. Um, that's just what it is. New Year's is about making bad decisions. Um, and I did that. But it, all in all, okay. I, I lived through it. Like I say, we're the only brewery in the world. We have wooden oak casks. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. When are we going to get some keys? Well, well, I mean, that's, I mean, that, that's that that's the reason. I mean, these these casks, we sell them. We sell them in England. You can't ship these things across the Atlantic Ocean. How about if I we mean, provide the casks? <laughs> even if we 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 do provide. The when casks. I say we, I mean by America. Well, I can, um, and by America, I mean Union. <laughs> <laughs> union beer. Cask, cask beer done the traditional way, as we do it, has a shelf life of probably about a week after it. Um, 
after it's brewed. Yeah, but we after have some casks coming over here. I know the Shelton Brothers bring some casks, and I know that the United Nether Importer brings yeah, some that, casks. I mean, that's fantastic. And they're they're, they're well, fine. I'm really glad that you appreciate, you know, that's that's great for you. That you no have pressure. English cask beer. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, I mean, to be, to be brutally honest, the way that we do things at Sam Smith's is that we are very very traditional and, and mm. that's that's what our what, what we believe our success is based on is sticking to our sticking to what well, we I mean, do but best if ipa was made to be sent to india and that's before airplanes and big steamships i mean if you really want to be traditional you can like you know we can get a donkey cart to come around south of africa or whatever <laughs> on a tramp steamer and bring it over but i think i think it's time for samuel yeah. adam samuel well, sorry samuel smith <laughs> to be Available in cask occasionally for special events in in New York. Not, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the beers in England. I mean, most of the breweries, the old old school English ale breweries, would make a barley wine, but it wasn't. They weren't proud of them. It was something that they kept under the shelf, and it was something that like the old guy with yeah. a really greasy red woolly cap in the corner yeah. would get a little glass and it was like he would get a little bottle of it. It was about six ounces, and he poured into his ale. Yeah, because no nobody would sit there and pound right barley wine like we do here in America. Right. Yeah, and that barley wine that he was pouring into it was his fortification. Ale, yeah, right. His ale yeah. was about three and a half percent. It was a yeah. session beer, and the barley wine back in the day was probably about six percent, six and a half percent. Right, right, and. And he didn't want to be seen drinking that because only old drunks drank barley wine. But that's a whole the old profile. Little nip. Yeah. Yeah. And now so he would do he would he would dip that little glass into into his into his ale and he would drink that. He'd sip that and quietly have a nice day. <laughs> Can't wait to be old. <laughs> <laughs>